Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all about foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak. Have great new tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of Geek So To Speak podcast. I am your co-host, Shoff, and with me in sunny California is my good friend, Wonder Rob. Snicked, snicked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wonder Rob, how you doing, man? Oh, just another day in paradise, like always. Like I always say, it is sunny here. But I don't go outside. I'm not gonna go outside. <laughs> why? Why mess up that pasty white complexion? That's right. That's right. Got to stay pretty. <laughs> well, we are very excited today to bring to you another episode of wonderful geekness. Um, we have a show format where we kind of meet. We collaborate on a biweekly basis, bringing a celebration of your inner geek. We do that with uh, some geek culture news. We talk about what's happening right now whether that be movies, TV, video games, you name it, we're going to talk about it. Uh, Definitely, we also have a new segment we started just this past episode, episode 16. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, you got to. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing with your time? I mean, how else are you getting to work, especially if you live in California with Wonder Rob? You got plenty of time on your commutes to be listening. Oh, believe me, there's tons of podcast time. So we got a new segment that we debuted called Geek Theater. It's a lot of fun. Uh, So we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, The uh, topics today that we're going to bring for you are uh, the CW, uh, which is famous for The Flash, uh, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. They just brought and, and debuted their fifth superhero show called Black Lightning. Oh, we're going yeah. to talk about some Black Lightning. My man, Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, we are going to talk about Logan. So uh, in case you didn't know, the Oscar nominations recently came out, and Logan was among those movies nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm, yeah, which uh, A first. A first, indeed. And, uh, and honestly, kind of an upset for Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman received zero nominations. And uh, Rob and I have, have talked about Wonder Woman before. We agree it's a great movie. So completely yeah. completely deserving of nominations in whatever categories it could have been nominated for. Yeah. So, uh, Too sad. Time's up. <laughs> I mean, that's hashtag, right. That's time's right. up. Time's up. So Logan, we thought because Logan had this awesome nomination, we wanted to give it some time for us to get a chance to talk about it as well. So we rewatched it. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, our thoughts on the movie and, and just Wolverine in general and, and things like that. Um, but also because we love our little um, um, our little sort of what are they called sentimental tchotchkes 
to commemorate these episodes, we have a special segment that we do called the Mini Mystery Unboxing. And some, sometimes it's a Marvel item, sometimes it's DC, sometimes it's Star Wars, whatever we're talking about. Since we're talking about Marvel things today in terms of Logan, yeah, I know, Black Lightning's DC, whatever. Um, the important thing is we have some Marvel uh, mystery boxes here. These ones are Spider-Man themed, so we'll talk more about that. That's a nice way for us to close out the episode, so stay tuned for the mystery unveiling of what's inside those yeah, boxes. Yeah, I can't wait. I love oh, yeah. have them all over my desk. It's great. It's going to be so good. All right, so Wonder Rob, um, we've got some geek news to get into, right? That's right. Geek news! Geek news! Well, let me, let me tell you, the big thing... The big thing that happened this week, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, that there was some sneaky paparazzi. I love the sneaky paparazzi on the set of Captain Marvel. And they spoiled, in a good way, Captain Marvel's costume. Ooh. Oh boy. Now I'm sure everybody out there saw it, but I'm gonna go ahead and give a description on this just in case. Picture Carol Danvers in her Captain Marvel costume. Well, it looks exactly like that, but green. There's no like, green. What the heck? What the heck? Why is it green? Why is it green? Rob, Wonder Rob, why is it green? Well, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know why there why it's going to be green, but we suspect that due to her Cree origins, the Cree mainly wearing green and having that green sort of grayish green skin that. This could be her Cree outfit. And then later down the line in the movie, we get the classic red, blue, and gold. But it's pretty much identical. I mean, it's just green, dark green, black. But the costume design itself is uh, tactical, as I like to call it. Ooh, I like that. That's a good name. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's almost identical. Um, of course, it's just an onset pick, so it doesn't fit like it does in the comics. You know, so it's a little loose here and there, so they might do some cinching. Or she was just standing around on the set, like reading the newspaper and stuff. So maybe, <laughs> and that's what one of the pictures was. She just holding up a big old newspaper, looking through the one ads, like, oh god. Well, part of me wondered, like, is that a scene from the movie? Like, is she legitimately just hanging around on the Air Force base, just like <laughs> checking out to see like who's selling a couch? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the like, 90s. <laughs> the movie takes place in the 90s. So yeah, that's true. She, there's no internet, and she doesn't know what an iPhone is. So yeah, maybe <laughs> she might be she, looking for an apartment. I saw some pictures that she had posted on her Twitter, um, and it was her hanging out with the Blue Angels. She was like getting some like private time with the Air Force and the Blue Angels and everything. I thought it was pretty rad. That was pretty cool that she was getting that private access. She's a... Uh, Private access. Uh, she, <laughs> she, yeah, she's a she's a good actress. You know, she um, she keeps posting all these pictures of her like studying, quote unquote, reading her Captain Marvel comics and all this this extra work that she's doing uh, because it's a big movie. You know, it's uh, Marvel's Wonder Woman. That's true, and it's it's a uh, a lot of people's most anticipated movie coming up outside of Infinity War. So. Hopefully it's going to be good. But yeah, I thought the costume looked pretty good. I thought it needed a little work. Uh, like I said, it was a little loose sort of fitting. But I figured they were probably in between scenes and they just cinch it up in certain areas. 
when the camera's going or you know those special effects that's true i mean you, you got to make sure to give enough room in case she enjoys that craft service table a little too much you know what I'm saying? that's right but it also has to be practical too i mean uh, you remember Scarlett Johansson? She'd say like she couldn't breathe in, in the Black Widow costume. Yeah, it's like a skin tight costume. And Carol Danvers' costume is pretty much the same, just a skin tight costume. So probably in between shots, they're like cinch, and she's like. <laughs> she looked. She looked good though. I will say um, one thing. I hope that they do, and I don't know if it's gonna. It probably won't happen for this movie, but maybe when she comes back for an Infinity War part, uh, part two. Mm-hmm. Um, which she's rumored to be involved with. Certainly that takes place, excuse me, that takes place um, after the her, her movie introduction. Um, although the question would be, how exactly does she get from the 90s to now and not end up being like super older? Oh, you know what I just thought of? What's that? There's all these time travel rumors about Avengers 4. Maybe that's where they interact with her. They're time traveling back to the 90s. Ooh, that could be. That could be. Yeah, maybe i like that i'm so smart <laughs> or i'm totally wrong it could be you know <laughs> we'll find out uh, this time next year so it's interesting that you brought up the that time travel concept because uh, that was one of the news articles i wanted to talk about oh well well let's uh, i think that's a good segue my my uh one of my biggest strengths is segues <laughs> you are really good at those segues yeah. i gotta say so um the avengers uh infinity war directors the russo brothers have sort of gone on record they were interviewed and they were asked about these 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 set photos that show uh captain america wearing his old costume the the very bright blue and red and white costume with the big old star on it and it it just seems strange because uh captain america's looking like that but ant-man's in the scene there looks like they might be holding something that might be allowing them to access these uh, moments in time that took place earlier during the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, they're, the way that what they're, they're talking about is that we should be focusing on a five minute segment uh, in a sequence within uh, uh, um, Civil War. And a lot of the um, commenters and people who are looking at these uh, interviews are talking about that it being the scene involving Tony Stark sort of re uh reliving his memory with um his mom and dad the day before he said basically the day that he said goodbye to them forever because they ended up getting killed by Bucky Barnes and all that shit spoilers sorry (laughs) um but anyways there's talk that that technology which um, they referred to as, I can't recall what it was called, but anyways, um, that that is actually what was being used. That's not necessarily time travel, but actually this technology that's allowing them to access oh. their older memories. Maybe so they're in a, a simulation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that's supposed to be a hint in sort of uh, explaining those flashbacks. Boring. I want time travel. <laughs> boring <laughs> i agree i i think time travel would be a better way to go maybe uh maybe their hints are just trying to lead us astray i don't know i don't know but that's also some big news that just recently came out uh with russo brothers directly sort of dealing with the the public outcry for information about all that stuff so that's interesting yeah because i didn't realize it was the the holographic hollow hollow uh holodeck let's just call it a holodeck because that's pretty much what it was it was the holodeck scene. I, I saw the articles where, where it was saying, hey, we're talking about uh, a plot device uh, 
in Civil War that's coming back. And I was racking my brain. What could they even possibly be talking about? And then it just, the light bulb went over my head. Just as, I read the article. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, I think that's what it boils down to. Oh my gosh. But I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's cool. But I, I just got so hopped up on time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you recall, Tony Stark refers to the technology as binary augmented retro framing. Which uh, uh, basically barf. Yeah, it was called barf. <laughs> the barf technology. So, um, so there's some more theories that are saying that um, uh, that Tony Stark might be so badly hurt after a few superheroes die that he the barf tech is the only way to reach out to him in Avengers Four. Interesting. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, oh I I love I love that you know the some of these these shots because a lot of people were like well, uh, the Russo they're like hey Russo brothers are you guys just throwing shots out there for us to see just to mislead us just to kind of lead us astray to the real plot and they're like no 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 these are these are legitimate scenes like we don't have the kind of money in our budget to just throw it away on fake scenes so these are absolutely part of the movie but you're coming at it from the wrong angle if you're trying to understand what we're doing here so. Hmm, interesting, Russo brothers. Very interesting. <laughs> the plot thickens. Every day it's some new, new theory, new questions about this movie. I wish I could time travel so I could just go pick these up on Blu-ray, come back here and watch them and spoil you. <laughs> I, I feel bet, like... I bet this happens. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have time traveled to some degree because there are some recent sequels that have been announced uh that are supposed to be coming out soon and oh right speaking of segue masters <laughs> the student has become the master what? yes yes okay so there there were rumors and videos leading everybody to believe that there was going to be a new crocodile dundee movie son of dundee <laughs> That's not a knife. Oh my gosh! Starring the the last person you would probably pick to be <laughs> Crocodile Dundee's son, Danny McBride. <laughs> now, a buddy of mine, Mark, uh, sent me a link to the original video, the the original trailer, quote unquote trailer, and he said, and I didn't watch it because I was just like whatever and then he sent me another one he said a second trailer out and i was like there didn't need to be a first trailer there didn't need to be anything <laughs> <laughs> like why is this even a thing and then so i'll tell you what i was fooled i was like why why are they making this <laughs> why is this a because you've seen crocodile dundee i'm sure you know oh yeah our two or three listeners out there, hi mom, will have seen Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Wait, your mom listens to it? Oh yeah. <laughs> my, mom, my mom doesn't listen to it. <laughs> hi mom, anyways. Um, don't worry, I'm fine in California. <laughs> um, He's wearing that boiled for safety shirt you got him. Yeah, thanks mom. Uh, anyways, the, the mom cast, that'll be a spinoff. <laughs> yes. Uh, mom, so to speak. Well, well, that's what we do. Anyways, everybody's seen Crocodile Dundee. Um, 
not so much the sequel. I don't really remember the sequel that much, but I've seen it. But it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a classic. But well, I, I saw the sequel. Wasn't it called Jungle to Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't eat. <laughs> there's no joke that can beat that so move on from there um, but i mean i enjoyed i enjoyed crocodile dundee i wouldn't put it up like on the same level as other movies that are out in that area like ghostbusters for example or you know other type of cult classics but it's still enjoyable but it's definitely not the type of movie that needs to be rebooted and so it came out that hey this is uh well, as far as I'm aware, it's not 100% confirmed yet, but that this is more of a Super Bowl sort of stunt that they're doing. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because Mr. Huge Jacked Man <laughs> is teasing an appearance in this fake Dundee movie. He, uh, he tweeted, you didn't really think they'd be bringing back Dundee without me, did you? <laughs> Hashtag Dundee movie. And I'll tell you what, if this was, if this movie was real and they cast Hugh Jackman as the son of Dundee, I'd go see it. I'd be like, all right, this movie did not need to be made. Let's go. Let's do it. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see Hugh Jackman as the son of lots of 80s franchise characters. Like, where's Son of Ernest starring Hugh Jackman? <laughs> like, that would be good. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I got all sidetracked on the earnest thing. But yeah, <laughs> Hugh Jackman is uh, sort of hinting that he's going to be involved in this. So I, now I'm interested in seeing what's going on here. What did you think when you when you first heard the news about a Dundee sequel? I honestly was like, I don't even care about this. <laughs> I, I I I assumed it was real. Like I I had. There was not even a part of me that was like, oh, this is a fake movie. No, I was like, Hollywood is this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why, why wouldn't they make a movie? Yeah, like, they, they made the Emoji movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, that movie supposedly made some money. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I can make some money on the corner of a, two streets. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Two streets. <laughs> two, two streets. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how two streets like intersect each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there only two streets will have me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> I'm so deep right now. <laughs> oh, oh man. my gosh. But yeah, so uh, and Chris Hemsworth is is involved in this uh, fake project too. Gosh, they're getting all the big names for this. But he's, thing. he's funny. Like Thor aside, like I thought he was particularly funny in the female Ghostbusters. Um, I thought he was the highlight of that movie, actually. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. If it yeah. wasn't him that was awesome, it was Kate McKinnon. It was one of those two. Yeah, I, I thought you know it was not to get on a whole female Ghostbusters thing here because that's not not part of the news. But I, I thought it was pretty funny. It definitely wasn't as good as the original Ghostbusters or the sequel. It was sort of its own thing, but. Chris Hemsworth, I was like, man, this guy needs to do more comedies. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. Call that a knife. This is a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. North. Okay, good. All right. So I'm gonna switch gears. Okay. 
All right, so um, I don't know if you, you read this or saw this, but Ryan Johnson has been heavily, heavily interviewed lately because uh, The Last Jedi continues to polarize audiences. Um, critics, uh, critics love it, audiences don't, or audiences love it, critics hate it, whatever. The biggest thing, the biggest reveal, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't yet seen it, um, it is revealed in the movie who Ray's parents are. And um, All right, enlighten me. Who are Ray's parents? They're nobody. Oh. They are nobody. They're a bunch of nobodies. They're a bunch of junkies who sold her for, for meth or something. For space meth. Space meth. Oh. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Speth, as they yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this document that uh, Ryan Johnson had put together, and he calls it the big-ass document. And um, the document itself included every possible uh, person that could have been Ray's parents. So in terms of, you know, whether that be Luke Skywalker or Leia or Han or, or uh, Ben Kenobi, Palpatine, you name it, all of them were there. Is she a robot? Is she a clone? All of those theories that potentially ended up on Reddit, they're all in his document as potential outcomes. But he always knew that if it was up to him, which it ended up being, that he was going to go down a direction that is probably one of the main things that is throwing people for a loop. And that's that Ray isn't from anybody specific. She's, she's not born of uh, force sensitive parents that we know. Um, and, that, and he wanted for her, he felt like it would be too easy for her character to have this uh, quote unquote royal lineage uh, from being a Skywalker, or being a Kenobi, and having that future already laid out for her, that she has, she must, she's going to become a Jedi, just like her father, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted the answer for her to be one that she would have to wrestle with, and it would not be one that she'd have an easy time understanding, or moving forward, or past, and having to basically come to terms on her own. And the toughest thing to be told is that you're you come from nobody, that you are your own person. You have to decide what is important. And he wanted that that arc for her. So whether or not that's what J.J. Abrams wanted initially when he introduced the character, I don't know. Um, it makes me wonder what they're going to do because the ownership of, of episode nine and the completion of this second, I'm sorry, technically this third trilogy, um, is going to be back in J.J. Abrams' hands. So is he going to retcon this? Is he going to allow it? Is he going to make it seem like maybe Kylo Ren was lying to Rey about her actual parentage? Or is he going to keep to it and honor what Ryan Johnson chose for Rey's parentage? I don't know. Yeah. And will we get answers for, like, what is the island? Why does it move? Why is there a statue of one foot? Uh, <laughs> did the bird really say Hurley? Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, is Richard out? Why doesn't well, Richard Alpert is <laughs> okay? I'm why out. is why I'm is Penny Desmond's constant? I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm out of lost references. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm taking over for you. <laughs> no, why, why does Charlie like peanut butter so much? <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of like the idea of her parents really being nobody. Um, yeah, the more I think about it, I I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I agree that, it, you know, the people strong with the force, you know, don't always have to be from the, the Vaders, the Skywalkers. 
and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. I dig it. 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 So um, there's another movie coming out, um, a Spielberg film. Mm, right? A Spielberg film. You mean that guy still makes movies? He's making a bunch of movies. I, I, and the one movie that I'm super looking forward to that's coming out in the next couple of months is um, uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. I was going to say, if you forgot the name of this movie, <laughs> you, you don't stop talking about it. <laughs> and I, was like, I, I don't. I am like mildly obsessed with Ready Player One. When I was reading it, that was when I was um, severely obsessed, but it, it has now like went from severely to moderately to mildly obsessed until the movie comes out and then I'll be back to uh, don't talk to me unless you want to talk about Ready Player One. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, um, Spielberg has got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. Uh, what else has he got going on? Well, according to the Hollywood Reporter, he plans to shoot the fifth installment of the Indiana Jones saga in 2019 with the intention of releasing it in 2020. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. On one hand, I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones, just like everybody else. On the other hand, Harrison Ford's got to be like 100 years old. <laughs> uh, is Shia LaBeouf going to be in it? Oh, God. Actually, uh, I heard he is because um, the title is kind of a giveaway. Did you did you hear what the title is? Oh, you're going to have to enlighten me on this. Okay, so it's, it's uh, Indiana Jones 5 the disappearance of Shia LaBeouf's career. Oh! <laughs> okay, that, that sort of puts away mine. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Just Do It! <laughs> that was all I could think of. Like Indiana, Indiana Jones 5, Don't Let Your Dreams Be Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but at this rate, it's really going to be Indiana Jones and the the temple of the kids who won't get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones and the hospital bill from breaking your hip. <laughs> oh my gosh. He breaks something in every movie he does these days. He's always getting injured. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm not or I'm am surprised that it's taking them this long to get another Indiana Jones. Like when did when did uh the Crystal Skull come out? What was that? That was like I don't have that info in front of me, but it feels like it was a million years ago. Yeah, that's a, like that's a good question. You All know, right, well, you look that up, but I'll keep going. So Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull came out, and obviously nobody particularly liked that movie. I went to that movie, saw it in the theater, was disappointed, but was trying to trick myself. Oh, no, I liked it. It was good. I just need to see it a second time. Uh, and then I saw it a second time. It was even worse. I just wanted there to be a good Indiana Jones movie. But 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was 2008. Um, but with Disney buying up Lucasfilm and really like diving headfirst into a Star Wars movie every year, I'm surprised it's taken them this long to give us another Indiana Jones movie. I figure, you know, what does Lucasfilm got? They got Indiana Jones, they got Star Wars. That's it. They're not making a Captain EO movie. <laughs> They're not making Son of Eo starring Hugh Jackman or Danny McBride. <laughs> Scooter! <laughs> Scooter? No, his name was Hooter. Oh, gosh dang it. It's been a while. Listen, that's been out of the park. Hooter! They brought it back and we the listeners get what I was doing. To change the world. Gonna change the world. Ooh. Oh, man. Thank you. 
before copyright gets us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only do five seconds of it. So I'm sort of torn on this because I want to watch Indiana Jones. I want to, there to be a, a good new Indiana Jones movie, but they just shit the bed so hard <laughs> last time that I don't know, but, but are they going to do the same thing where they're like, listen, George Lucas, just GTFO. You're not involved with Star Wars anymore. Like, if they can do that with Indiana Jones, there might be a good chance. But I just don't know. I just don't know how I feel about them putting together a new Indiana Jones movie. You remember when there were rumors when they were going to recast Indiana Jones and Chris Pratt was like all over that? Like they were saying Pratt was going to be the new Indy? Yes, I do remember that. And I would have been totally okay with it too. That would have been fine. Like if they just rebooted the series, not necessarily make a, you know, a sequel, like a direct sequel, but just start over again. Like I would have been down for that. I'd be like, Chris Pratt can't do anything wrong except for, you know, uh, hating gay people, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only heard one story on that. I don't know if that's really true or not. Well, and he's not with Anna Ferris, and Anna Ferris is freaking awesome. So um, I don't know what happened there. Well, he's dating Olivia Munn now, or those that's the rumor too. But I hate Olivia Munn so much. But this, yeah, this story is not. I know you do. <laughs> this is not about Olivia Munn. <laughs> this is about David Jones. This is uh, getting to my. Hold on, I got to get back to my happy place. <laughs> oh God! X Men Apocalypse, uh, Psylocke. <laughs> uh, she's the worst. She's the absolute worst. Okay, so you you talk. <laughs> so. Um, you know what? I feel kind of weird for not knowing this, but is Sean Connery still alive? Uh, I believe so. I haven't heard anything that he died, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh my gosh. Now I got to look him up. You're, yeah. you're having me doubt. <laughs> is Sean Connery alive? <laughs> oh God. Is Sean Connery still alive? It was the first thing <laughs> Google suggested. <laughs> he's still alive everybody okay okay so he's still alive so if we're gonna have if we're gonna have um an indie movie if we've already established that or did we establish in kingdom of the crystal skull that this kid is definitely his son from his romance with marion here's the thing that movie's so bad i don't even remember yeah i don't remember it well and I remember, I remember is he was swinging on some vines <laughs> And then he, he managed to um, avoid getting blasted by a nuclear bomb by jumping in a fridge. That's, he, they literally coined the term, when they, you know how they used to say, jump the shark? Mm -hmm. uh, this TV show's jump the shark. Now they just say, this TV show's nuked the fridge. Nuked the fridge! <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, that, at that point I was like, I think I remember laughing out loud in the theater when that, and I was the only one laughing at that moment. I was like, are you kidding me? I think I said out loud. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> turns around. Everyone looks, they're like, shut up. How dare you? This is indie. This is indie we're talking about. <laughs> but I think it'd be awesome to get, because I think my favorite of the indie movies is The Last Crusade. Because you've got Sean Connery in there as, 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 uh, as, um, indie indie senior yeah and uh and that dynamic was really great between the two of them um and i i just i really want to see those those guys again if they do that then they could do a passing of the torch to a younger indie who doesn't have to be related it could just be a protege um where indie's more of a mentor yeah but they won't <laughs> <laughs> they won't do that because they never take our ideas god damn it and i think connery's even um retired from acting at this point 
Well, he'll uh, he'll only come back if they do a li a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen too. Oh yes, the, <laughs> the, 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 I can't do it. Money penny. <laughs> uh, yeah, money penny. <laughs> you suddenly remember my Charlemagne. Oh gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so yeah. So indie indie is coming in twenty twenty. Great, fantastic. Can't you'll wait. Hear, you'll hear my uh, non cautiously optimistic review in twenty twenty. <laughs> now, before we go to our first commercial break, actually our first and only commercial break. Um, I wanted to kind of bring light to a very interesting story that is uh, related to, excuse me, um, that is related to uh, a, a, a birthday today, kind of an important birthday. Oh, all right, all right. Hit me so, with it. So Wonder Rob, I don't know if you know this, mm -hmm. but today is Lego's birthday. Oh, good old Lego. Guess how old Lego is? Okay. 2018. 35. 60. Oh! 60 years old. I can kick. I can stretch. I can kick. <laughs> I'm 60. I'm not like those other building blocks. I'm 60 years old. Oh my goodness. Lego, 60 years old. Well, that, I could see that. I could see that. Now, get this, Lego, the original 60-year-old brick, uh -huh. if you happen to have any of those original bricks, those to this day are still compatible with modern-day bricks, oh. as in they will connect and they, you can build with them still. I do not have any of those original bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I can safely say none of them are in my possession. Did you know what Lego what what it means? What it, it's uh it's translation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um let's end <laughs> go. Let's end go. <laughs> that's, Shit. Okay, what does it mean? That's uh that's really bad. No. <laughs> I couldn't uh, think of it. So it's a Danish, it's a Danish word. Oh, okay. Well it's actually it's derived from a, from Danish words. Uh, okay. The Danish legot, legot, which means play well. Ah, okay. Thanks for telling me to play well all these years. Yeah. Lego, I guess. Thank you. And and get this. This is one last little uh, Lego bit of, of trivia before I get into a little bit of a new story about Lego. Uh -huh. um, six identical two by four Lego bricks mm -hmm. can create over 915 million different combinations. Wait, say that again. Six, Six. identical uh -huh. two by four Lego bricks okay. can create 915 million different combinations. Okay, so you've got stamping the all sticks on top of each other. <laughs> you got putting them all in a row. Ah, I can't think of any more. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, Somebody uh, had to figure that out. That poor, that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> and I, I know I said this, that was my last bit of Lego trivia, but I do have one more. Mm -hmm. The largest Lego set ever made. Okay. Ever made is a copy of the Millennium Falcon came out in October of last year. Yes. And it has over 700 
I'm sorry, over 7,500 pieces. I heard about that, that it was the the most, the most Legos. And I remember, I think it, it might've been Conan O'Brien. I saw they got their hands on it and they're like, we got our new Millennium Falcon and he was interviewing Harrison Ford and Conan handed the Millennium Falcon to Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford accidentally dropped it. He goes, oh, 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 and, <laughs> and smashes it into a million pieces. Oh my God. <laughs> you, YouTube it. Everybody out there, Google it. Harrison Ford drops Lego Millennium Falcon. It's did you see? Funny. Did you see Rhett and Link do the same thing from the top of a rooftop? Oh yeah, I did that too. Good old Rhett and Link. Oh my God! Guests on our show. We should, really should. We really should. I keep dodging their phone calls, so yeah, maybe yeah, I should yeah. actually. Something tells me they'll <laughs> never be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, the reason why I wanted to mention uh, Lego was was twofold. So obviously, we want to say Happy Birthday to Lego. Happy, Happy birthday, Lego. Birthday. That's awesome. Um, you know, in honor of Lego's birthday, uh, I went ahead to Target today and I picked up a Lego set. Ooh, what'd you get? What'd you build? Oh, I got BB-8. Oh, all right, all right, all right. That was a fun build. That was actually a complicated build because, you know, normally you don't see Legos as a sphere. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to see how that all came together in different parts. Plus, it had working mechanisms within BB-8. Like you can turn one of his side panels and his, his um, pointing hand comes out with like the little, um, the little lighter. Yeah. The little lighter, which is like his little thumbs up thing. And then you turn the other side of him and his head like wobbles and turns like on its own axis. It's really cool. Neat. Yeah. So I was, uh, that was a, uh, that was a really good purchase on my part. I was very, very pleased with that one. It was fun. It was over a thousand, thousand pieces. So that was a, a nice fun build to do. Man, that's in pieces. How much does that cost? Uh, so moving on. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> anyways, if you guys all have smartphones, you can check out that information. So anyways, um, Lego. Lego fan in Newport. In uh-huh. Newport. Had to move their house to fit a 1,500 model collection. Legitimately. They moved a- their house. Yeah, they... they- <laughs> It was too cramped. They had all the the Legos in one room in their house. And so she ended up having to move to a different house to put just to put all of her Legos into that house. Wow. (laughs) Imagine having so much like you just build yourself a new room. Take all those Lego pieces, build yourself a deck. She um she has a Lego collection insured for about fifteen thousand pounds. Wow, that's a uh, that's that's nuts. Uh, I can't even imagine collecting any one particular thing and needing a new house for it. Let yeah. alone light goes. Yeah, that's so, commitment. I mean, yeah, and so yeah, we can uh, we can say she's definitely spent a pretty penny. I just got one set. Okay, I just got one, I just got one set. I know you got more than one set. I know you got that Lego Lego Minecraft. I know you got the Milano. I know you. I know you. That's true. You know, uh, Rob, I'm kind of in a bit of a pickle here. Okay. I, I, I need your help, but I need to figure out what my next set is going to be. Oh, I know exactly what your next set is going to be. I'm just reaching over to get it right now. <laughs> oh, this is an audio-only show. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm walking <laughs> around my Lego DeLorean. Ooh, that is nice. <laughs> I think you should have a Lego DeLorean. Or they have the lego ecto one that you can get that would be the one that i would want to get next they got the lego 
Ghostbusters fire station. They got the the Lego Quickie Marks from the Simpsons, Lego Simpsons house. That's right, they do. They got stuff. They got the Disney uh, or Magic Kingdom's uh, castle. You can get that one. Tons of Star Wars stuff, but I would go a little more nerdier if I was the one spending the money. I would say either the Ecto-1, the Quickie Mart, or the Ghostbusters. Okay, so that's the thing. So Ghostbusters Firehouse with the Ecto-1 is one of the top three that I want to get. That or the Disney Castle or the Millennium Falcon. But the problem is the Millennium Falcon is so freaking pricey. That's true. And you're going to have to start, you're going to have to get like a cabinet or something, like a glass uh, arm, uh, I said armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, vasectomy uh, callback from last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to get like a, you know, just like a, a something like a display case if you're going to get the Millennium Falcon at that point. Because that thing's so big and you already spent so much money on it. You might as well put it in display. Exactly. Case. Yeah. You, you got, it's got to be on, on display somewhere. So we do have our, our TV cave um, where we kind of watch all of our shows and stuff and all the, the gaming is done in there. So we'll, we'll probably find a spot for that. But that, I, I'm going to wait and see what I get back from my tax return. If I get some money back from my taxes, that would be balls. Oh, yeah. That taxes, they come in handy. Uh, my fiance just did hers. So she's getting like a ridiculous amount of money back, like 3000 and change. And I was like, so, uh, what are you buying me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh she could. Maybe she could go ahead and buy me that. That stuff. Yeah. She don't know. We got that joint account. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it was gone, babe. It never was there. This is a this is a lesson in the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let me have access to your bank account. <laughs> lesson one. <laughs> this is what you get when you marry me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, with that, we are going to take a short commercial break. You're about to hear from two of our friends, fellow podcasters who have a podcast related to uh, various uh, phenomena, mysteries. Uh, one of the podcasters is a skeptic, the other a believer, and they duke it out through a discussion and drink some good drinks along the way. So please uh, enjoy this message from BSP, The Idiot Syncrasy Files. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Chris, I'm the Believer. I'm Cody, I'm the Skeptic. And together we are BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. The podcast where two idiots discuss weird phenomena. This week we're talking about ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Why? There's too much weird stuff in the world for it to be coincidental. See, I don't, because ghosts are souls, and shirts, pants, and jock straps do not have souls. These ghosts should be naked. My jock strap has a soul. <laughs> Moving on, join us every week where we talk about cool phenomena ranging from skinwalkers to simulacra. There you go. Bye. Bye. Find us on Google Play, iTunes, and all those other podcasting places. Or visit us at www.bspodphx.com. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We are back. Thank you also for tuning in and listening to our friends over at BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. Uh, they've got a really awesome podcast, and we hope that you'll listen to them just as much as you listen to us. Uh, please also rate, follow, comment, uh, and feedback on, on all of their stuff, too, on iTunes and, and, uh, and, and other media that they're on. Um, so the next segment we're going to bring together, I think it's time, Wonder Rob, don't you think, for a little... Uh, a little geek theater. A little geek theater. Mm -hmm. 
was my uh, snooty <laughs> English one. Geek Theater! I like that. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was very nice. I love it. <laughs> yes, not one acting lesson. <laughs> it's all natural. <laughs> I can't even tell. God, so good. So good. <laughs> so we introduced this segment last episode, episode 16, um, when we were doing... Um, uh, scenes from what what movie was it we did that was Thor Ragnarok that's right Thor Ragnarok and um, we were kind of doing it because we found the scripts that were available for Thor Ragnarok uh, because of being Oscar season this was before the nominations came out uh, Disney and Marvel were trying to push their movies to try and get as many nominations as they could now we know because now the the past is the future, which is the present. Um, Thor Ragnarok did not get a nomination for best screenplay, nor did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. But Logan did, so we say thank you, Logan. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Logan. So unfortunately, we could not find the screenplay for Logan. We'll keep a lookout for it. But in the meantime, we do also have the screenplay for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That's right. So, um, as we mentioned in our theme song, Wonder Rob and I met while doing theater, community theater. And yes. um, uh, since acting is kind of a part of our souls, it's just like, we, even if we didn't, even if we wanted to, we couldn't stop ourselves from being being actors or being uh, putting ourselves out there in that outgoing way where we like, uh, you know, we just like to make people laugh and entertain. Um, so we're going to, we decided, why don't we bring into the podcast? It's going to help us separate ourselves from the rest of the pack that's doing geek culture themed podcasts. We're going to act scenes for you from these geeky movies. Yeah, but it's not just acting. It's a game. Oh, is it Wonder Rob? Yes. I will be a celebrity impersonator. Uh, that sentence made no sense. I will do... <laughs> <laughs> a celebrity impression as I'm reading it, and you will do a celebrity impression while reading it, and it's up to me and you and the listeners at home to guess who the heck we're impersonating and doing the scenes as different people. Like, uh, we did um, Peter Griffin and Barack Obama doing a Thor <laughs> reading <laughs> last week. And uh, Mark, Wal Mark Wahlberg and, um, oh gosh, who is the other person? I don't oh, Gandalf. 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 Gandalf and Mark Wahlberg. Yep. The <laughs> so who who knows who's gonna show up today? Yeah, We've got two yeah. scenes, two scenes prepared for you, both from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And um, at the end, we're gonna tally up the points to see who got more uh, guesses right. You'll get we'll get three guesses apiece to figure out who we were in each of the scenes. So, That's true. And I believe last week you won Lord of the Celebrity Impersonation guessing game. <laughs> I don't remember what the official title was, but it's uh, one zero, um, one zero right now. If if you're gonna get it right and you know treat me with the proper respect that my lordship, <laughs> my lordship dictates, then you're gonna call me the supreme geek of the theater. Is what oh, you're okay. going to do. Supreme geek of the theater. <laughs> All right, so you're holding the belt right now. That's right. Oh, that's you right. Oh, I'm calling you out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? Oh no, I can't. Oh, I can't do my celebrity <laughs> Dang it! That was off the table. Shit. All right. And you I, I, I do a pretty mean Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's true. But you do an even better um, Randy Savage. 
<laughs> I'm not even gonna do it now. I'm gonna save it for. <laughs> yeah, you gotta save it till I forget about it. That's right. All right. So for those that happen to have the script as well, we are performing a scene from page 20 of the screenplay for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, for this first one, the characters in the scene are going to be Rocket and Quill, uh, as well as some brief scene, uh, in, uh, appearances from Gamora and Drax. So, um, Wonder Rob, which character are you gonna play? I'm gonna be playing Star-Lord Peter Quill. That's right. Okay, so uh, for all of Quill's lines, you'll be reading as somebody, and you'll also read Drax's lines as well for this scene. Yeah, I'll just be me, though. I'm just yeah. going to read Drax's line because he only interjects once. That's so right. It's not part of the game. So the, for the, our listeners, the, you'll know that it's Drax talking because you'll just hear Wonder Rob's usual luscious, delicious, uh, caramely-sounding tone, okay? Um <laughs> for for me, I'm going to be playing the part of Rocket, and I will also play uh, the part of Gamora. But I'll just it'll be the manliest Gamora you've ever heard, uh, and I'll also be reading the stage directions for this scene. Uh, Rob yeah. will have stage directions of the second scene. Uh, we'll, we'll come to that one in a moment. So, and you you can't do your Bradley Cooper impression <laughs> when you're Rocket. That's cheating. <laughs> No, that that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm good with that. I'm good. With okay. That. All right. Good. All right. <clears throat> see if I uh, I want to be able to see her face. <laughs> Here I am. Oh, and I've got I have not prepared my celebrity impersonation. It's it's I'm just gonna pick one at random, so it's gonna be good. It's gonna All be right. Good. He's part of the moment. <laughs> All right. So okay. So you're yeah. You're you're Quill and Drax. I'm Gamora and 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 Rock. Okay. Here we go. This scene takes place. Actually, let me do my scene voice. Here we go. The Milano flight deck, outer space. Quill flips the controls back, so he's piloting again. Uh, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, sorry. <laughs> Look good, feel good. Let me say what I'm acting, okay. I have been flying this rig since I was 10 years old. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was uh, cybernetically engineered uh, to, to pilot a spacecraft. <laughs> Rocket flips the controls back to him. You were cybernetically engineered to be a douchebag. <laughs> Quill flips the controls back to him. Stop it. Whoops, I was... Okay, that's Gamora. Sorry, but, uh, stop it. Uh, Quill, uh, later on tonight, <laughs> you're going to lay, lay down in your bed, and there's going to be something squishy in your pillowcase. And you're going to be like, uh, what's this? <laughs> and it's going to be because uh, I, I, I put a turd in there. <laughs> Rocket flips the switch back. <laughs> you put your turd in my bed, and I shame you. Uh, it, it won't be my turn. Uh, it, it'll be Drax's. Drax laughs cheerfully. Gamora glances at him. He explains. I have famously huge turds. We're about to die, and this is what we're discussing? <laughs> they raise traffic with the pipes. That's why I do all the plumbing. I take responsibility for my actions, unlike some people. Drax eyes baby Groot. Groot, he's right. You're going to have to start aiming inside the box. Groot looks ashamed. Quill flips the controls back. 
End scene. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, this is a good one. I feel uh, I feel mildly stumped, but um, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. I have two guesses for who you're gonna be. First, give me. No, don't, I was gonna say give me a taste, but don't give me a taste. The first person I thought you were being was uh, the was Edgar from Men in Black. <laughs> the, the aliens in the man's body, and he's like, sugar, <laughs> water. <laughs> like that's what it sounded like at first, but that's not my official guess. My okay. official guess is that you're being Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Am I right? No. Oh, it sounded like Beetlejuice. Okay. Dang. All right. All right. All right. That's all cool. right. That's do you cool. want Do you want to pass it to me before you guess again? Yeah. We... Okay. I bounce the ball into your court. Okay. Um. Can I get a little taste of yours one more time? I've been playing this ring since I was 10 years old. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> that was such a dumb impression. <laughs> because there's, there's no way to read the line outside of like, what's the deal with lampshades? <laughs> oh, I care. Like you can't do it outside of that. Oh, man. Well I done. Well done. I should have heard. Okay. I still have two two guesses. Yeah, two guesses. Okay, but I do want I want a little I want a little taste again. Give me a little taste. Okay, uh, let me find it on us here. Uh, uh, it's gonna be because uh, I put a turd in there. <laughs> All I hear is Beetlejuice. <laughs> we even shop at the same store. <laughs> it sounds like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, put a turd in your in your turd uh, turd. Uh what 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 are, what are you doing? What what are you doing? I'm so stuck. I'm okay. I'm calling Uncle on this. Hit me. I'm Seth Rogan, brah. That was Seth Rogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, do it again. Do give me just one more. I'm gonna picture Seth Rogen. All right. Uh, I was cybernetically engineered uh, to pilot a spacecraft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can kind of hear. <laughs> that's more like Beetlejuice to me. That's okay though. Okay, that's the fun of the game. All right. So All right, one zero, one zero right now. <laughs> You, you're leading. Okay, so when I were going to a, a different scene, what page was that? Scene 61? That was on page 61, yes. All right. Eight away from the best page in the script, but that's okay. We're getting there. All right. For uh, my listeners at home, I'm scrolling on my iPad while I do this, and uh, this document isn't very user-friendly on the iPad, but I'm getting a lot of cardio. I'm scrolling. I should probably use your other hand. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, my good hand. <laughs> Gets a lot more practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I got it. Alrighty then. So for this time around, this scene takes place uh, outside the palace on Ego's planet. And uh, Rob, you will be uh, providing the stage directions as well as playing the part of what? I'll play Drax on this one. Okay. I will be playing the part of Mantis. Okie dokie. All right. And 
Oh, this is we can either tie or you can be Lord of the Manor. King of the Castle. Lord of the Manor, King of the Castle. <laughs> Master of your domain. Okay. Exterior palace. Day. Drax and Mantis sit here, soaking in the sun and gazing at the lush, flowing hills, like something of an alien Maxfield Parish would paint. How did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Huh? Uh, compose myself here. Okay, um, <clears throat> ego, uh, ego found me. In my larva state, orphaned on my home world, he raised me by hand and kept me as his own. So you're a pet. I suppose. People usually want cute pets. Why would Ego want a hideous one? I am hideous. You're horrifying to look at. Yes. <laughs> Mantis seems sad about this. Drax notices this, feels bad. But it is a good thing. Oh? When you are ugly, someone loves you. You know, they love you for who you are. Beautiful people know who to trust. Well, then I am certainly grateful to be ugly. Poor Gamora, she can never trust anyone. Drax nods and stares out at his spattered patches of water. Those pools remind me of the time I took my daughter to visit the forgotten lake in my homeworld. She was like you. Disgusting! <laughs> innocent <laughs> innocent <laughs> and scene and scene very good very good sir very good oh man all right um so i think you guessed first last round yes. um, all right so i think that you were um i could literally be anybody <laughs> I think that you were President Trump. No. <laughs> Although I do a mean Trump. I'm just marking that down for the next one. <laughs> All right. You. You. I believe were. Autobots. Roll out. Optimus Prime. You're right. Nice. Yeah. I was I was a little concerned. I was like, I don't know if he's gonna get this from this because it's. I caught it after after the second or third line. I was like, yeah. oh, I know what he's doing because you did it. You did the roll like roll out. You yeah. said something like that, and I was like, Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So can you guess who? You are. These pools remind me. What time took my daughter? Well, you are Chris 
Christopher Walken. You got it. You got it. And there were times when I was saying it where I, my Christopher Walken would sort of slip into <laughs> Alan. <laughs> and I was like, I hope he doesn't think I'm doing Woody Allen. I almost did say that. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But then I didn't, All right. I didn't want to bring him up. You know, he's, he's in the news for all. Yeah, right yeah we, uh, we are not associated. <laughs> we do not condone Woody Allen's. Uh, <laughs> So, I believe that puts the score at two to one, making you the Lord of, what was the title? <laughs> you know, one of, the, one of these days when you get the title, you're going to know it. Shit, man. That's all right. I'm going to work on my impressions for next time. So, King Shop is king of geek theater. Theater, theater. <laughs> thank you thank you to all of my fans i appreciate you i want to thank the academy you are all amazing special thanks to james gunn for being a brilliant writer so also uh congratulations to gardens of the galaxy volume two because they did get an oscar nomination just not for their screenplay they got it for best visual effects yes i um, took the uh the standard comic book movie <laughs> yes that's true but i mean can, we have to uh they spent a year on that groot dancing scene in the opening of the movie which is in such an epic way to start a movie um probably hands down one of my top five favorite like opening credits for a movie is that scene. yeah i could i could see that now i gotta think of my favorite opening sequences in movies future subject detected <laughs> oh, oh, better make a note for next time <laughs> <laughs> all right so that is geek theater hope you guys enjoyed we'll be back again uh next time with more uh scenes and more characters to play uh at, at some point we're gonna be running out of people to to pretend to be right yeah well or, or that or our impressions are just gonna really suck going forward <laughs> yeah like that's that's future us's problem that's right that's, that's not that's not they can deal with it that's not a problem for us right now. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we're going to switch gears and we're going to get into our topic section of the evening. Um, we have a few things we want to talk about. The first thing is what's on the CW right now, which is Black Lightning. Black Lightning. <laughs> My man, Black My Lightning. Man. So, Wonder Rob. Yes? I know that, um, you know, as the theme song suggests and... Uh, and as is the case, you're not as up on the CW shows. Am I right? That's correct. I've seen the first episode of The Flash. I've seen uh, commercials for Arrow. Uh, I've seen... Uh, Nude pictures of Supergirl. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> she just listened to this. <laughs> What's porn? I don't know. You raised me right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do not have a, a familiar sort of uh, frame of reference for CW shows. So the continuity within the, the CW verse uh, isn't my forte, but that's not going to stop me from watching Black Lightning. So yeah, so that was interesting. So Black Lightning is a character from the DC Comics universe. Um, mm. I, I don't want to say, I hate to say it, but he's not really one of the most well-known characters from the DC Comics universe. Um, he's kind of Luke Cage's counterpart in the DC universe. Like he's basically like DC's response to Marvel having Luke Cage is kind of what I took away from it. Yeah, um, I can see that. It's funny that you say that because 
Uh, I went in cold on this, not knowing anything, and it to me it had a real Luke Cage feel. Like it, it was shot similarly. Uh, the story's not exactly the same, but the acting was very similar, and it sort of had that tone. And that was like really one of the first things I noticed. Yeah, totally. Now, um, Rob, you do this really, really well. Do you think you could you could provide like a maybe a twenty word premise of Black Lightning's first two episodes? Yes. Okay, twenty words. Here we go. I used to be Black Lightning, not anymore. I have two bitchy daughters. <laughs> they got kidnapped. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you hit over 20 on that. <laughs> no, that was 20. I was counting. I watched. I watched as all your fingers were up, and then you were like, "Here we go again." <laughs> <laughs> Come back and count it. It's 20. It's you know what? Plus or minus two. We're good. We're good. <laughs> that was that was a pretty solid premise. Pretty solid. Now. Um, I wanted to get a little bit of comic book history for Black Lightning for, for our fans that don't know as much about Black Lightning. And honestly, I personally did not either uh, until I did a little bit of research. It was a character I was going in pretty cold with, but excited because the um, the trailers and the, the commercials for it seemed kind of interesting. And I am very much a very avid CW TV um, superhero like show watcher. I am caught up on all of them, even though I'm not thrilled with Arrow where it is right now. I, I find Arrow to be the most boring of the shows currently. I used to love it, but it's not as fun as, as The Flash is right now or mm -hmm. Supergirl. The Flash and Supergirl are, are just right up there. They're awesome. Legends is okay. It's hit or miss, but it's sometimes fun. I like the time travel element, but Arrow is just losing it. It's losing it. But Black Lightning is fresh. Black yes. Lightning is super fresh. So here's the deal about the it's character. Crescent fresh. Crescent fresh. Ooh. I like that. I like that. Um, so here's the interesting thing about, about Black Lightning in terms of the DC Comics history. So when um, the, the very first black superhero that DC Comics ever had was a character called the Black Bomber. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, this character, I, I'm amazed that this even got printed um, or theoretically would have gotten printed. But the Black Bomber was a white racist who would turn into a black superhero under stress. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, how does that even happen? Like, who in their right mind comes up with this kind of a story? Like, I know he hates black people, so let's make him become a black person. Oh God. <laughs> That is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> so I was on Wikipedia, which is where I get all my important information from. And uh, comics historian Don Markstein uh, has went on record and described this character of the Black Bomber as an insult to practically everybody with any uh, point of view at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, oh man, that's funny. I was thinking, who's going to play Black Bomber in Justice League 2? Hmm... Get like Anthony Michael Hall as the racist white person. And <laughs> let's see, we can get uh, uh, Terry Crews as his platform. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect fan casting. I love it. I love it. I, I was going to go with Al Roker, but I like yours. Oh man, Al Roker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just turns into Al Roker under stress. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> it gonna rain. It gonna rain. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. 
god. Or even uh, the guy, Carl Winslow. Get Carl Winslow. He's yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey. I like it. Love it. Uh, okay, so so yeah, so this character, very insulting, uh, extremely controversial. Um, the editor who had approved the Black Bomber left the company before the character had even seen print. So during that time, uh, Tony Isabella, who actually had been working on writing uh, Luke Cage, which was uh, Marvel's first Black superhero, uh, they brought in Tony to sort of try and salvage the character. And they convinced uh, he convinced the editors to go ahead and change the character into this Black Lightning character, Jefferson Pierce. Um, and he had sort of been developing over time. So that is sort of like the, the birth of Black Lightning back in the 60s. Okay. Um, I mean, it's still kind of racist. I mean, he's got the word black in his name. Well, let's not call him Black Bomber. Let's call him Black Lightning. It's true. You know, it's true. Um, I, I, I actually, I'm going to say this because I, I, don't, I don't feel embarrassed by it, but I, I was wondering if maybe there was a significance to it, like in a weather pattern. Like maybe there's a type of lightning out there in a unique like weather storm that they refer to as Black Lightning. Like I thought, hey, maybe there is. So I started looking up like meteorological phenomena, trying to like see if there's some significance to black lightning. And no, there's none. There's none. It's just because he's a, a black superhero is why they put the black in front of black lightning. So um, at the time, that was probably okay. Nowadays, I don't think this character would have been called that if if it had been created. If he was like a new, fresh character, mm -hmm. I don't think they would have called him that. But I feel yeah. like they they're honoring this his, this rich history for the character by keeping his name the same. But um, I definitely feel like this is a black superhero for, for, for modern times because the episodes that we saw, I mean, they definitely tackled some issues which are present concerns for, for all of us. Yeah. Um, so, so let's get into the, uh, the recap and the review. First of all, Rob, um, what, what'd you think? Did you like it? This show was a chore. Just kidding. <laughs> Not <laughs> always. I actually really enjoyed this show. Uh, I went in cold, like I said, and immediately it had, like I said, that Luke Cage feel. I was a little skeptical, again, because I haven't watched any CW shows, and so you'll probably tell me I'm wrong on this, but CW shows strike me as teen angst television shows like like the runaways like my parents don't <laughs> like me my parents are criminals when like that's sort of what what i just sort of <laughs> thought of cw shows and so i was like all right let's see this cw tv show and i was way wrong they were dealing with you know modern issues you know with uh you know racism in general um, you know, men of power using the position over women, um, among other things. But I was pleasantly surprised with how, I don't want to say dark, the subject matter wasn't dark, but, you know, serious and relevant that the subject matter was, uh, on top of having a cheesy superhero who has <laughs> blue lightning on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's but I, I, I was, like I said, I liked it. And the, the episodes made me want to watch more. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I was actually really pleasantly surprised almost right away. Um, the only initial thing that stuck out to me that I was like, oh, this is really annoying. And <laughs> please uh, let me know if I'm the only one here with this. But every time they would cut away to like the title screen, 
mm-hmm. and they had that rap song playing where it was like black lightning's back and it was always like it, it's it reminded me of those like the title songs for movies when they they ask rappers to make a song about the movie's characters and oh they, yeah like um, they did it in uh the turtles movie uh out of the shadows Oh yeah, they did it in Deadpool too. Remember, I'm Deadpool and I'm hella fat. I still listen to that. My fiance <laughs> gets so mad when I pull that up. <laughs> but those are, I mean, that was the Deadpool one. That's an example of a of a halfway decent song, you know, that that they put together. This, they got to replace this fucking intro. Okay, <laughs> holy shit! the 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 show is too good to have this really fucking dumb uh, Black Lightning's back, and it's just like, and all you hear is five words of the rap song like it's not it's the the title song isn't even long enough to be considered a song it's like mm-hmm. we're just gonna spit like two lines at you and have lightning appear across the screen it just didn't work for me i felt it like just, that was that was the weirdest part of the show yeah it's it's they just like come at you with a hook of a song but it's yeah. not that great of a hook like it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you but i definitely was like huh okay <laughs> I literally wrote uh, for my notes, I put title screen music, Black Lightning's back, and I put hyphen, so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Oh, man. Um, I I liked it. There was a really funny scene. We'll we'll talk about the specifics, but just as we're talking about things that we saw where you're like, what's even happening? There was a scene where Black Lightning goes to this hotel and... uh, frees his uh his girls from the would-be kidnappers and he he tears them to shit he uses his lightning kicks a bunch of ass and then it immediately cuts to police on the ground level taking this guy hauling him away looking at the car all broken just cops everywhere and then it pans up to the hotel on the roof just 15 feet above everybody and black lightning is standing right there like none of you see me the guy in the bright blue <laughs> lightning shirt that's glowing. <laughs> you dumb idiot. <laughs> Why are you standing there watching this? That was like the really only like, oh, come on part that I was watching. It just struck me as really funny. Oh, uh, there, there was a few funny parts. I actually made some notes. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> this is, okay we're gonna this is just literally gonna be like a comedy moment of moments where where i lulled okay okay so, um in episode two when we first see tobias whale and by the way for our listeners who haven't watched the show tobias whale is basically like uh black lightning's arch nemesis the ultimate okay. baddie i think he's kind of the equivalent of of uh kingpin Mm-hmm. of of the marvel universe is kind of what i kind of interpret him because he's kind of like a mob boss um he has um you can tell he's sort of uh, weaved himself into the police department as well so he's got there's the element of corruption that's happening he sort of has his fingers in a lot of different pots so he, i i feel like he's like the dc kingpin um okay but anyway yeah, i can see that Anyway, I mean, we haven't really seen that much of him yet, but in episode two, we see a little bit more. Um, and in response to what has transpired with Black Lightning or whatever, he's talking to his his henchman and he says, I want you to raise protection up 50%. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a specific number. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if, let's say they had like one guard watching watching the door of the hotel. So... 
raising it up 50%. What is that, like half a guard? They like, get like a little person. A little yeah. person to come and do yeah. it. <laughs> Like you're making your henchmen do math. Like, okay, how much? How many more people should I put out there? He only wants us to do fifty percent. Or maybe, maybe it's just the one guy. He has a gun, but they just give him a knife too. (laughs) More. Oh my gosh! I was just like, what is this? It's like the dumbest line. Um, I I, the scene. Okay, by the way, um, this is also we probably should have said this, but if you haven't watched Black Lightning yet, you're going to hear plenty of spoilers. That's just the nature of things. You got through it. You got through the episode this far. That means you don't mind spoilers. So, um, uh, <laughs> the, one of the daughters we find out midway through the, the second episode is that she is in fact attracted to women and, uh, has a girlfriend. Mel, here's the thing I didn't like this. This part is, I'm not saying this is funny, but, um, what happens after it is funny. So she, we see the first time we see her in any kind of relationship, she's in bed and it's all like sexy, like, and then it's very, I think it's very gratuitous for the, like the introduction of their relationship. Um, I watch uh, Star Trek discovery and there's a gay relationship on that show uh, between Anthony Rapp and I forget the other guy's name, but uh, it's far less like, painted it in that light where it's just got to be sexy it's more about like they have an admiration and a real like um love for each other and they they definitely kiss but it's not like it's not it's not kissing to the point of like making out and and it being about like sex or something whereas this show the first time we see her in a relationship with anybody it's with a girl which is fine but all they do is show them like making out and and getting all like hot and heavy. And that's our first introduction to the girlfriend. I just didn't think that was a good way to start uh, the introduction of, because we don't even really know that much about that daughter yet. Other than at the beginning of the first episode, she gets arrested because she's protesting the, uh, the 100, which is the gang of the town and everything. So it just, it was not a positive depiction of a loving gay relationship in my opinion, which a CW can do better on. Yeah, they're like, check it out. Two chicks. <laughs> like, they're trying to, like, keep the teenage boys who are watching, like, check it. Yeah, it's, just, it's true. It definitely, felt, it definitely felt like that. Yeah, and they did a whole lot better job because on Supergirl, they had a gay relationship because Supergirl's um, human sister, uh, I can't think of her name. Anyways, uh, uh, her sister had a girlfriend that she realized during the uh, the process of the past like three seasons that she's gay as well and uh um and so like that you've seen the budding of that relationship and that was far more believable and real and, and it actually like it it was a, a much better and honest testament of a relationship and not so much sexualized even though they were both pretty people and they certainly did kiss and did have fun in bed and whatever else they didn't introduce it that way it was more about the relationship and I, I don't really feel like we got any bit of that relationship. We just saw that they like to be physical is really all I kind of got. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with your point. It definitely didn't seem to make any sort of impact other than, oh, check it out, dudes. These chicks are totally totally (laughs) lesbians. And I'm not like super complaining uh, because they were both really hot, but I just feel like, you know, we're in a time now where that kind of stuff, you cannot just put that on the screen without being more careful and being appropriate in the depiction. But anyways, moving on. Um, okay. The part that I do find funny 
Okay, so in episode two, uh, after um, the, this girl, um, one of his daughters, she gets so upset and she gets all stressed out and ang anxious. She's feeling this panic attack. She literally breaks the sink. And um, in the comic book world, she goes on, and this is a spoiler, she goes on to become the character Thunder, uh, okay. who is also a superhero, super-powered person in the Pierce family. Um, and she has this um, superhuman strength ability. So, um, so she's sort of figuring out this latent power that's manifesting, and she breaks the sink. And then later she goes and she talks to her girlfriend about, I broke the sink. Like she's like very sad and like concerned about it. <laughs> so she's like i broke a sink and the girlfriend's like let's find you a therapist <laughs> <laughs> i was laughing i was like that's your response like <laughs> oh you broke a sink you know you probably need to see somebody <laughs> <laughs> you crazy girl <laughs> i was just like wow that's there's a real loving relationship right there. <laughs> oh, boy. No. Uh, another thing I really thought was very funny was that the police chief's dog is mm. named Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. I was like... This Mark is... the dog. He's like, yeah, just walking Mark here. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> okay. Dogs with human names are funny. Never, that's, never not funny. Yeah. That's good. So, okay. Uh, okay, so the premise of the show... <laughs> we started talking about things that we thought were funny or dumb. <laughs> the premise of this particular show, we got uh, Black Lightning, who used to be Black Lightning, but now he's just he's just a high school principal saving lives in education instead of saving lives with lightning. <laughs> it's but, so uh -oh. true. But uh-oh. His daughters get involved with the wrong people, and he is forced to bring back the Black Lightning persona, much to the chagrin of his wife, who does not like this. He threw away, he threw away the life. It actually reminds me a lot of, um, uh, what's his name in The Incredibles? Where's my super suit? Yeah, that's true. That was frozen. Um, we, we, how they threw away the, the life, and, oh man, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. And that's, that's essentially the premise so far. We're only two episodes in. What I like is that they they don't apologize for just being comic booky. They're like, yeah, he, he used to be Black Lightning. Yeah, he's got lightning powers. Deal with it. They don't even tell you his origin or anything like that. Or they, they're very unapologetic about what he looks like in the costume because it's very comic booky. He runs around in just a mask covering his just the top of his face. He's got his full beard out underneath it. It's very like, oh, aren't you the principal of a... Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. But no, nobody recognizes him. And he's got his blue his, his blue and yellow lightning bolts. He's just very comic booky. And they actually explained somebody not being able to recognize him. They were like, when I looked at his face, it hurt. It was like too bright. <laughs> like oh that's how you're gonna get out get out of the uh, secret identity thing. yeah that was pretty interesting was pre um okay so uh, like every superhero there's a a man uh man in the chair uh who's oh, yeah. out behind the scenes his man in the chair is a guy by the name of gamby um sort of short for gambit <laughs> i guess <laughs> i don't know but gamby is a a tailor who um helped him previously when he was black lightning saving the streets from crime and corruption and uh although they've both gotten older 
Gamby had some new tricks up his sleeve and put together a new costume. Yeah, he needs to be he needs to be Black Lightning again. He's like, I got just the thing. <laughs> Blueprints. Guess what? I've been secretly working on this new <laughs> costume. And I was like, oh my god! Like, it just fucking goes right into it and makes the assumption that we know everything. <laughs> like, what's been happening? Yeah. And like, we don't. But that's what I like about it because it was just like I said, unapologetically comic book. Yeah, like, that's true. That's a good way like, to put it. Because I. Just, oh man he's yeah yeah you work he goes to this tailor yeah that's his his uh his secret uh costume guy of course <laughs> and it's so i mean i don't see i didn't listen i didn't read the comics so maybe gamby's in there too i would hope so but um the fact that he's so skilled in making such very specific costumes that you know would probably require like a 3d printer or something uh, maybe access yeah. to military components i don't know but um, he's definitely very skilled in in all of that. So uh, that relationship is cool because he's constantly the sounding board who's trying to um, instill this confidence in Jefferson who is doubting bringing Black Lightning back for good. He was only back to sort of save his daughters from this 100 gang that's terrorizing the town. Um, there is a character within the uh, the 100 gang, sort of, um, I he's not, he's by no means the, the head honcho but he's one of i would say like if there was like a, a a captain of the of the gang uh the character of lala yes so um i have to say lala is a fucking badass <laughs> i liked lala freaking loved lala i thought he was pretty badass until they told us his gang name was lala <laughs> like where where are the other teletubbies at dude <laughs> <Where are> you... <laughs> yo say how to dipsy for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't agree with the name lala but everything else <laughs> he was pretty bad at yeah that's true that's true but um when they his, his character and the guy playing him i have never seen this guy before in other stuff he was freaking menacing yeah i liked um when he he had his little kid in in the shop when uh, Black Lightning is confronting him about his daughters being attacked, and and he sits and takes away the kid's phone and like essentially jerks him around to being mean, and he's like, "You teach your your kids your way, I teach my kids my way." But it was a lot darker and a lot meaner than I just did it, and I was like, "Dang, this freaking guy!" Like he's he's good. He sort of reminds me of Cottonmouth a little bit. From yeah, the yeah, and in similar form too. Um, just like they did in Luke Cage, this character that that sort of seems like it's going to be the overarching bad guy, or at least more of a thorn in the side of of our hero, ends up kicking the bucket pretty early. Yeah, he uh, he got his right away. Second episode in. Yeah, by the end of the second episode, that dude was gone. And Which is really, too bad. I thought he was good. I was so bummed, and because I, I didn't honestly. Uh, with the uh, little bit of time, the screen time that we had gotten of, to of of Tobias Whale, although we know that that he had a run in with Black Lightning in the past, it, the, he wasn't a concerning villain. Like it, 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 he wasn't a, he wasn't um, uh, menacing. He didn't have that same like powerful edge like Lala did. And so I was kind of like, man, this sucks. We just got rid of Lala. But then I thought about it. Lala exists, existed in that narrative just so that Tobias could demonstrate 
just how unpredictable he could be. Yeah, that's sort of what I got after thinking about it for a while, because I was like, I can't believe they killed him. And I was like, well, they're probably trying to show me how badass this guy is. Exactly. That he just takes this guy out without even thinking about it. Because Lala was the same way. He was, um, I, I wrote down, he was convincing, menacing, murderous, charismatic, unpredictable, vicious, and dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, so yeah, so uh, I mean, hopefully this uh, Tobias, which by the way, in the comics was a, um, an African-American albino. So that's specifically what the character, like in terms of uh, ethnicity was. And um, in this particular um, TV version, the character, the man playing Tobias Whale is legitimately an African-American albino. So they found, they found someone who has the appropriate, um, uh, I don't want to say coloring, that's kind of a bad thing, but you know what I mean, um, to, to play this part, which is, which, is, which is great. You know, they didn't settle on somebody who uh, maybe was a, a white guy, you know? Yeah, he. I was actually looking him up because I was curious about his uh, acting. And he's only been on one show aside from this. It's a show called Harry's Law uh, from 2011. That's the only other thing that this guy's done. Wow. Well, I mean, he's got a, uh, his his um, facial features definitely um, that kind of it's a very specific look. And so I'm so glad that Black Lightning exists because this is a perfect character for him to play. Yeah, like he definitely has a unique look, so might not be open to a lot of acting opportunities, but he's really good. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, uh, because we can see that he's definitely a man who has a code, but he's still unpredictable, that's going to be interesting to see what he does in the future episodes. Um, by the way, this show is pretty vicious. Uh, when you when you see someone get shot, like you see someone get shot, there's like blood splattering, um they don't they don't shy away from the gore which is really not something they normally show on the CW shows i will say yeah and that's part of why i liked it like street level superheroes is something that we don't have a lot of right now and so like that's like just street level stuff really intrigues me like those stories in particular like daredevil luke cage um not iron fist because that's, that's uh, <laughs> jessica jones and then you know even this of course i'm not familiar with you know flash the cw flash or cw arrow um but they don't strike me as street level sort of stuff but like that's that's a little more my favorite and part of why i like spider-man homecoming so much he, yeah he is fighting michael keaton but it was a street level hero out out of his element having to fight a big supervillain. and so that's just those are the kind of superheroes i like the best I dig it. I'm right there with you, man. Um, anything else you wanted to to make note of on Black Lightning? Anything that did, didn't work for you? I didn't really have any a lot of big complaints. Like the only dumb things that I would see were just like the dumb superhero cliches. Like, like I was saying, like check it out. I just happen to have a new suit for you that I've been working on, or I'm on the roof looking at all the policemen. Like just cheesy things like that. But aside from that oh actually i do have one not nothing wrong with the show it's just two characters his daughters are bitches <laughs> <laughs> ungrateful bitchy daughters like they're just looking he and his wife are just looking out for their best interest don't go don't go to this party she goes to the club, gets hooked up with the wrong people. Dad comes in and saves them, and she's still complaining. You just don't want me to go to this club because you want me to set a good example. I'm like, 
did you see that they were shooting guns and killing people in there? <laughs> right. You're still defending your choice, you dumb idiot. Yeah, like, you... I wanted to be like, if that was my daughter, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd be like, you're, you're, say bye to your phone, say bye to everything. Yeah. You're I, an idiot. I just saved you from becoming a prostitute, bitch. Yeah. Like, that's like, like that's literally what happened. <laughs> she was about to be thrown into prostitution. <laughs> and everything got saved. If I would have told you it was Club 100, you wouldn't have let me. Like, oh, I just hate the, oh, I hate her yeah. so much. But that's not a bad part of the show. Like, that's that's credit to the actress playing her because she's making me hate her. So good job. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, fudge, man. Yeah, but, actually, that's kind of how I feel about the wife. Oh yeah. The the well, I guess she's not really a wife. The ex-wife. Um she's too hip i mean this and this is again this is how it's written this is not her doing a bad job this is her doing a really good job just like you were talking about she's written to be hypocritical mm -hmm. she's like go ahead be black lightning to save our kids but do not dress up as black lightning again to save anybody else in this city yeah i was like um that is so messed up and then she's talking about um because she's apparently i like how they like threw in her neurology uh like medical doctor thing like mm. it was very much a throwaway line just to like that way she could be like no it's your neurosis or something she was like referring to like his um superhero complex that he has to save the day or whatever he and he says he's like i've got this gift it's a gift from god it's like i'm gonna use it so yeah tell I, I just want to know why he has lightning powers and why his daughter has thunder powers. Yeah, well, and actually his other daughter, uh, I was reading, she also has, uh, or she will, theoretically, have uh, lightning powers as well. And she goes by the character name of Lightning in the comics. Black Lightning, Thunder, and Lightning. <laughs> they need to fix these names. <laughs> Lady Black Lightning. Like, Black Lightning, Thunder, and also lightning <laughs> lightning also <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um uh what was that uh, never stop never stopping thriller, oh, yeah. thriller also <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's album. laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh boy so yeah, yeah i'm i'm going to keep watching it this is going to be my first uh, cw show and my first uh Outside of DC movies, my first DC TV show that I'm, I'll really think I'll get invested in. I'm Dang, look at that. Look at that. Well, congrats, CW, on uh, putting together a pretty awesome uh, entry. And honestly, this is one thing that I took away from it, too, before we switch gears and, and move on to Logan, is for a show in its infancy, a show that we've only seen two episodes for, most of the time, the pilot is usually pretty good because it's the selling. This is like the, the piece that they gave to the network to be like, please um, uh, buy this and make it a series uh, and whatever. So it's going to be, they, they put all their budget into it, it should be great. But that second episode, the third episode, usually those ones suck because there's just less oomph. They are trying to find their footing. They, it's, it's hard for a new show to be great right off the bat. But this yeah. show did it. So, um, so I'm really excited to see what they do next. So I definitely will continue to watch as well. So hopefully we'll have some more good news to say about Black Lightning in the episodes and weeks to come. That's the plan. 
All right, everybody. So we are going to switch gears and we are going to talk about Logan. Snicked, 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 snicked. All right. So we had the chance to watch Logan again. And uh, I mean, I would watch Logan again regardless. I mean, I don't need the podcast to make me watch it, but um, but it, it was really nice to see that movie again. Um, and it also, it's a it's a tough movie to watch, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's. It's a great comic book movie, but tough to watch in the sense that, like, Civil War, for example, is, like, fun, action-y sort of type of movie, or, you know, Avengers, things like that. But this is definitely more, like, a tougher, grittier, downer, <laughs> but still good, but it's just not, like, a happy superhero movie. Uh, so it can, be, it can be a tough watch compared to other things yeah. that we're used to. Yeah. Now, um... I love putting you on the spot with these premises because you do them so well. All right. But for Logan, uh, for those of us that don't watch Logan or haven't seen him yet and live in caves, because if you haven't made it out to see Logan or don't own it or haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Yeah, come on. Come on. It's it's a it's a it's a legacy movie. It's a it's a fair it's a farewell film. It's important. So that's well, okay. Some people are just dumb. <laughs> not you, not the listeners. No, it's true. But the let's talk about the movie. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> Wonder Rob, give me your best ten word. Ten words or less? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ten word syn- uh, synopsis slash premise for Logan. I'm Wolverine. I'm old. They cloned me. Oh shit. <laughs> um, one word left. Snicked. Snicked. Okay, that's good. That's good. That was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, yeah, this movie marks uh, Wolverine's final appearance uh, as that we know of. That, that we know of. Now, as we've talked on this show before, Sebastian Stan, Chris Hemsworth are doing their darndest to try to convince Mr. Huge Jackman to step <laughs> into the role again uh, to participate in a Marvel MCU film, which is funny because he, or Chris Hemsworth's uh, deal is up. <laughs> like, yeah, he might not be in any movies anymore. Like, all the people that we would want to see Wolverine stand next to, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, like, like most likely these people aren't going to be coming back. So, so it might, it, the ship might have sailed, but as it stands, his quote-unquote final appearance as the Wolverine yeah, uh, and it honestly, it was. I think if it, if it was, if we do not ever get Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine ever again, I feel like this was a great way to go out. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this is definitely his high point. Um, it, it might even be out of all of Wolverine's appearances. I don't. Gosh, like I, I'm leaning towards wanting to say it's my favorite, but it, there was something good about every single one that he's been in, uh, including X-Men Origins Wolverine, even though that movie is a hot pile of shit. <laughs> but he was still enjoyable. It was yeah, just... Yeah, that's true. It was a dumb... I mean, I also didn't see that movie in the theaters. I just watched the leaked version. Do you remember when the ver- the unfinished version of X-Men Origins Wolverine came out and it was like a big deal? Uh and the movie didn't do so well in the theater, and, and Fox was like, it's because the the pre, the movie leaked, and had, like, all these unfinished effects and stuff, so I was one of those people. I just watched that. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I was um, actually I was actually at the the Tempe premiere because they had the the film premiere at the um, Tempe Marketplace. That's right. I forgot about that. Why did they have it there? Uh, I guess Tempe won a contest that that oh, he, yeah Hugh Jackman sort of put together to try and like figure out which city would hold the premiere. And so I remember we like got there and we were we we like kind of like muscled our way through to like where the, the stage was. Mm-hmm. And I got tons of pictures of, of Hugh Jackman. He was like within about 10 feet of me, which is really cool. Um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, was it Wyclef in that too? Wyclef, um, yeah. uh, man, uh, Lee Shriver was there. I mean, it was like a, a huge thing. So it was really cool to see that. And then to see the movie, even though the movie was, as you said, not, not, not that great. Um, I think my favorite Wolverine movies or where I thought the character was really well done was this movie, obviously, but I'm going to have to go with Days of Future Past. Oh. I think I liked, I liked that performance of his a lot. Time traveling Logan, not knowing what the heck's going on and having to sort of rearrange everything. But you know, I also have uh, a love for time travel movies in general. So I might be a little, a little biased on that. That's good. That's a real good one. You know, I almost forgot about Days of Futures Past because we've had all these separated Wolverine movies as well that the X-Men movies almost kind of, you lose a little bit of it. But um, mm-hmm. I, definitely this movie, I think gets Wolverine the most right certainly um we get to see some of the brutality that we never got a chance to see oh my gosh other uh wolverine um appearances all the times that we hoped that he would go full berserker mode we never did until this movie that we finally got to see him just go full-on rage um it reminded me of did you ever get a chance to play that uh x-men origins wolverine video game yeah i actually thought that was a pretty good comic book movie adaptation for a game because usually they're not that great or at least around that time yeah they weren't that great but that that game was actually really fun like i enjoyed it a lot and it had like even a uh, hidden lost easter egg there was like a hatch that you could find yes. like, in the corner like as a reference to lost uh, but the game was great i liked it yeah the game was a lot of fun you're, you're i mean playing as as logan like you would see like your your shirt would get tattered it would get ripped and bullet holes would be ridden throughout it and like you'd be like bleeding but it would start to heal like i loved like that element of the healing that you would see actually happen in real time like after you were taking like extreme damage so like you were like seeing like your bones like it was like yeah I hadn't thought of that game in forever. I thought I forgot about that game until you just <laughs> mentioned it. Good call. Good Thank call, you. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, I felt like this movie really um, harnessed some of that rage that we really have only gotten to see if we're playing as Wolverine. So it was nice to finally get the brutality right. Um, yeah, but it wasn't, like, gratuitous. It was just, it fit the character. But on the other side, he's, like, chopping people's heads off. Or, like... Professor Xavier having one of his meltdowns and Wolverine just goes, I'm just going to put my hand to your head. Snick, you're dead. And <laughs> like just ever so slowly stabbing people with his claws. It was so tough to watch, but it was so good. Yeah. I also really liked the Wolverine, uh, the, where he was in uh, Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, now that was a unique Wolverine film because he had lost his powers for a good portion of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was that, essence of him dealing with his own mortality and being being unable to heal uh but 
this movie really gets it right the most, totally. Um, the pacing, sorry, go ahead. You're gonna say oh something. no, I was gonna say, I was thinking about the, the Wolverine had that really weird end credit scene where Logan's in an airport and a Professor X just stops everybody. It's like, we, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> we need you, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and, just like, and then that didn't really because the next movie was going to be Days of Future Past which was like a year or two years out and it didn't really have anything to do with it yeah. it had nothing to do with it and, I was like, <laughs> and it definitely was not in the future or anything because like Days of Future Past is like 2020 or something weird like that like alternate version of the future uh, but no you were talking about that just made me think of that weird end credit scene <laughs> no totally yeah this in this movie as well we had to say goodbye to uh to professor x as well um granted he lived a very long life he was in his 90s according to the movie uh timeline and was still pretty sharp even though he was dealing with some extreme uh um Alzheimer's like yeah yeah some sort of dementia thing that was taking over and with the combination of his mutant power just exponentially made that a lot worse um this movie did something a little different old man Logan from what we know from the comics Wolverine is the one who basically sort of killed them all killed Mm -hmm. all the mutants but um we find out later in the movie that uh it's Professor X who had a and then one of those seizure moments and we don't know the details because they're very careful about that. Uh, but the Westchester incident is is described. Yeah, they didn't they didn't flat out tell you what happened, but they hinted pretty heavily that Professor X accidentally killed the X Men. Yeah, and didn't kill all all the mutants per se because that was a whole separate plot point of like that's true. Yeah, that's right. Of mutants not being born for twenty or thirty years, but. Uh, but I kind of liked it. Like it, it gave you sort of a, like, oh shit, like they really fucked up. Like, yeah. Sort of moment. And like, really like everything just went down the shitter. <laughs> like after that, um, which isn't something that you see a lot in comic book movies. Uh, so darker, sort of heavier tones. And like, like I was saying before, this, this, this has a different feel than any other X-Men movie that's ever been made or any other comic book movie that's ever been made yeah that's um, true. the most real the, the most real for sure yeah um in in saying goodbye to some characters we also kind of sort of put a bookend on the potential of seeing hugh jackman at least what we know so far as wearing that famous costume oh like, man um, i yeah. sort of they they had like a little hint of it at like in the scene where x-23 is reading the comic book and yeah they they show like a a caricature of Hugh Jackman in the costume, and he's like oh, one of those garbage. He like made a, you know disparaging remark about the way he was dressed in the comics. Um, but I remember before before this movie came out, like when they were in the writing stage, like when they announced they were going to do it one last time, and Hugh Jackman like posted this picture of like him holding his hand up with one claw out, and it was like hashtag one final time. For this, he he posts this question on Twitter saying, "Reply at me what you want for the what you want to see in this final movie. We're doing it one more time. What do you want to see, Wolverine?" <laughs> I was like, "Costume, costume, costume." I must have tweeted it him like a hundred times. Costume, please. Costume, please. Costume, please. I just <laughs> wanted it, and so I had I had high hopes that we would see him in a costume in this. 
since it seemed like he was making the effort to ask fans what they want and what they hadn't seen in a Wolverine movie yet. I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do the costume. Please, please, please. But no. Didn't. Ah, didn't happen. We did see we did see the 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 costume appear in a, in a deleted alternate ending. Yeah, in the to, Wolverine. To the Wolverine, yes. Um, which it was really cool looking costume had it ever appeared. But yeah, it would have been perfect. Like it was just really cool and gnarly looking, and like like not perfect, but but perfect in its own way. Yeah, and I just I was hoping that we were going to get that, but you know. Yeah. Hugh Jackman doesn't love us, so whatever. <laughs> now, a uh, question for you, Wonder Rob. Do you think that having Wolverine, having, having his final adversary be X-24, which is basically, um, I mean, this is not, this is definitely comic driven. This, this, is, a, this is a real thing, a clone of, of Wolverine. Um, do you think that that was the smart choice for him facing off, like as far as like having a bad guy? This that was really my one disappointment in this movie. Uh, the first time that I saw it in the theater, because, and this is something that still happens in, in comic book movies where they, they just end up facing off against a, an alternate version of themselves or like just somebody who's pretty much the same, like Iron Man fought Iron Monger, Ant-Man uh, fought um, Yellow Jack. Yeah. Um, Black Panther's fighting uh, Gold the Black Panther, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so on. You know, um, and I, there's that, plenty more examples, but it always seems to be, or even in Doctor Strange. Sorry, my mind was still thinking about other examples. You know, he's finding other, just like another version of of himself, like wizards, Andromeda, uh, or they're not wizards. What do they call them? Sorcerers. Sorcerers. I mean, <laughs> it's getting late um, <laughs> but anyways so I was a little a little disappointed in that fact that he was just essentially fighting a clone of himself a younger version a, a, more, a way more intense feral version that being said the fight was still intense and it was still entertaining to watch but I was like oh they're going this route again okay let's let's do it you know? so <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't my favorite but it wasn't terrible but it yeah. definitely wasn't my favorite so it, I, I was kind of on the fence about it too, because I, I feel like to some degree it does cheapen the legacy of uh, of Wolverine to have him his final boss be him. But then I think about it more, and maybe maybe that's exactly who Wolverine needed to face. Because in terms of like villains, and a lot of people have a tough time liking Wolverine because they feel like he's invincible, like he's going to heal back. Uh, it's kind of like Superman. Like, there's really no downside to Superman. I mean, he's got his kryptonite. But other than that, like, what are you going to do? Like, mm -hmm. um, with Wolverine and, and having that healing ability and basically, like, slicing everybody up, like, he's kind of an unstoppable force. But to his biggest hang-ups are not external. They're all internal. His own guilt, his own, um, that what that mortality or immortality does for him and how he deals with loss and is unable to cope and to have to face himself his own personal demon like I think that's like a a real touching and interesting way for him to like go out mm -hmm. um, so I'm not totally against uh, the choice I thought it was it, it was a flat character you know he was just he was just rage personified. There wasn't anything else to X-24. There was no inner 
uh, inner turmoil. It was just a shell of a of a being. Yeah, and the way they introduced him through me, I don't know if it's through you, but you don't really get a, a good look at this character until he's first introduced when Logan is um, in the, the farmhouse. So that family that he's helping out, and it cuts to a scene of him just like, Hey, Professor X, I'm just going to put my hand on your chest. Oh, that's my fucking claws, bitch. And it cuts out and it's Logan's face. But they hadn't introduced the concept of a clone of him at that point. So me in the audience, I was like, what the fudge is happening right now? (laughs) And so it it threw me a little. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked his uh, Wolverine's final line. Um, before he dies, his like final words. He says, "Rosebud, uh, Rose, <laughs> Rosebud." <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, "I shouldn't have had that Taco Bell." <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, "Ah, so this is what it feels like," which is cool because mm-hmm. to finally have to experience death, to experience you know that moment right before he goes, it's pretty cool. And then, yeah, I actually that line, I thought it could go both both ways because i thought i thought about that when i was watching it today actually because he says that's what it feels like and you know he passes away but he's also he was also talking about like not never having like a family or somebody that he genuinely loved and and you know she's holding his hand right at that moment and it sort of struck me as he could could be talking about that or he could be talking about both but it was definitely sort of like an open-ended sort of what is he feeling at this moment? Perfect. That was awesome, Wonder Rob. Very good. Very, very good. Very impressive. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and then uh, to the, to close out the movie, I mean, the movie ends with this epic funeral moment of her taking the cross, turning it to be an X, laying it on its side, and then the screen cuts to black. Mm-hmm. So perfect. We don't know what happens to those kids. And honestly, that's not, that's not Wolverine's story. That's their story. And I love yeah. that they don't focus on that. It's just on the grave. It's just on his, his memorial and having that X visible for us. I loved it. I loved the way that ended. It was so sad, but so appropriate for that movie. Yeah, it, it, was, it was very like, is this how they're going to end it? Oh, that's how they ended it. And like, very... Like, I just remember the feeling that I had. Like, it was just very, like, down. Like, my, like, I can't even really explain it adequately, I feel. Like, my my whole, like, great attitude just, like, sunk into my stomach. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> look look at this movie they made. You know how, like, sometimes, so you know how sometimes you'll leave a movie and people are clapping or people are, are talking to each other and, it was, like, laughing? It, it was, was quiet. Yeah, dead quiet. I remember it was, like, in, like you could hear a pin drop. It was that like quiet. People were leaving. No one was talking. It was really interesting. Yeah, man, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I was glad to see that again. Um, uh, so uh, big thanks to Logan. Hopefully, uh, Logan walks away with the uh, best uh, adapted screenplay from the Oscars. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that'd be pretty fingers, cool. Fingers crossed. Huge jacked man. Yeah. Um, so we're going to close things out with our final segment. This is a, a favorite of ours, uh, the mini mystery unboxing. Oh, yes. A personal favorite because every time we do this, 
I get one more little figure for my desk. <laughs> so for those who are joining us for the first time, the mini mystery unboxing is when we take these Funko vinyl bobbleheads and uh, each box contains a figure and we don't know what's inside. This particular box is themed with uh, Marvel Spider-Man uh, characters. So some of the characters you could have, we've got Spider-Man, we've got Spider-Man uh, who played by Miles Morales, we've got Scarlet Spider, Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, Vulture, I have no idea who that is. I think it's Silk. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Silk. Um, Craven, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen, Venom, Black Cat, Lizard, Rhino, and Sandman. All right, all right. So Wonder Rob, I'm gonna give you a choice between box on the left, or I'm sorry, yeah, box on your left. Uh-huh. This is your left. Yeah, right? that's my left. Okay, just making sure. All right, so box on your left or box on your right? I believe last time I went with the left, and then you opened the right, and it had the juggernaut, and I was so upset. So I'm going with the right. All right, the right box. All right, so for your viewers at home, he's opening the box right now. You can hear it, and he does it. He does it ever so slowly to tease me, because he knows I want to know what's inside this box. Okay, do you have any uh, hopes? It's not uh, anybody but Silk and Spider Gwen. Okay, I have Spider Gwen already. Ooh, Venom, Spider Venom, Venom, Woman. Venom. Oh, a Spider Woman. I'll take that. I'll take Spider Woman. That's cool. Big old head of, of uh, black hair on there right there for you. I'll take it. Spider-Woman for you, Spider-Woman. We'll take some pictures for you all to see. All right, so here we go. Let's see what I got. All right, what do you got? So he's grabbing the box, he's opening it up. Could be literally anybody that he mentioned. Anybody. Anybody. All right. Oh boy. I hope you get silk. <laughs> What's it gonna oh, be? Scarlet Spider. Ooh, I was gonna be so mad if you got Venom. <laughs> Sweet. That's a cool looking Scarlet Spider. Yeah. I don't know that much about Scarlet Spider. Do you know? Oh, he, he's a clone, Ben Riley. Oh, Ben Riley. Interesting. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, folks. That was great. Yeah, thank you so much for sticking with us all the way to the end of the episode. You guys are troopers. Yes, super troopers. <laughs> so huge, huge thank you to all of our subscribers on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, if this is your first time uh, listening to us, if you haven't already clicked subscribe, please do so. Uh, we love having subscribers, new ones join us every, every day. Uh, definitely, if it's your first time also, make sure to rate and review us. Uh, we always love feedback. Um, if you do rate or review, uh, the reviews we'll be able to see, and we'll go ahead and give you a shout-out the next episode for sure. That's any, right. Any uh, current subscribers that are listening to us that have yet to review us, please do so. Honestly, uh, when it comes down to podcasts, the only way that we uh, continue to move up in the ranks is through those reviews. So we really need your assistance on that. Please, please, please review us when you get a chance. Could be one word, five words, um, things like, this is the most excellent podcast I have ever listened to. I'm just gonna, you know, put that out there. That's a possible thing you could write. So, uh, so go for it. <laughs> yes, please write those exact words. That would be. <laughs> Wonder Rob, tell us about social media. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Geek So to Speak PC. That's Geek So to Speak PC. 
and you can follow me on Twitter, Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Twitter. You can follow Shaf at I am the Shaf, I-A-M-T-H-E-S-H-O-F-F on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Geek So To Speak podcast, and our website, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.geeksotospeak.com. Well done. Well done. A lot of letters there that you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next episode that we talk on, uh, for topics, absolutely. We're going to be digging into black Panther coming oh. out in theaters in just a matter of a couple of weeks. Yes. And oh. less than a hundred days until infinity war. Oh, I can't wait. Oh gosh. It's going to be so, so good. So please tune in. Same geek time and same geek channel. Unrehearsed, almost perfect. Almost perfect. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye.